Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in-thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. My one of my favorite shows of all time is coming back. Dynasty. Did you watch it ever? You're probably too. Um, young. I, I think I'm a little too young. Well, I love their marketing whatever. campaign, though. Well, I mean, it's like ambitious, vicious, delicious, or something. I'm like, the, all three of those words just make me feel like hungry. It's nice. <laughs> ambitious, it. delicious. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I was obsessed with Crystal. Because it was Linda Evans, and my mom wanted to be like, thought she was the most beautiful woman ever. And so I wanted to be just like Crystal when I was little. And the hair pulling, and the fights, and the shoulder pads, it was everything. We watched Dallas, and then Dynasty, and then Falcon Crest. Nice. Yeah. It was like our big. That was like your Shonda Rhimes. Yes. Night. It was like crazy. <laughs> that was like our Friday. I think it was our Friday nights. But that's what I remember when I was little and wanting to look just like Crystal because my mom thought she was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just always needed my mom's approval. Um, well, this, it's coming back, Will. Yes. It's back. Are you Dynasty losing your mind? back. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting ready. It's definitely going to be a must-see. The most instantly addictive new show of the fall is here. Well, it's new, but it's old new. It's like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a reboot. It's a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, another yeah. one. I watched Will and Grace, by the way. It was oh, so good. Yeah? Yeah, I thought so. I was See? a little drunk, it's so all, I'm not sure, but. <laughs> it's all coming back. Um, yeah. Wednesday, October 11th, on The CW, it's the highly anticipated series premiere of dun, 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 Dynasty. Yes, you heard it here. Shoulder pads and hair pulling and all of that fun stuff. If you've seen the original Dynasty, it's one of the most iconic shows of the 80s. The fashion, the fight scenes alone are so legendary. The CW's version of Dynasty is already getting major love from critics. You won't be able to get enough of the drama and surprises. It's from the producers of Gossip Girl, which everyone loved, and the OC, so you know it won't be a disappointment. The Carringtons are the family that has it all. Their business is literally power, and they do anything to get it. Hmm. Hmm. It's a good... I like that. Their business yeah. is literally power. How is your... Is it like... You mean like Like energy? DWP? Yeah. <laughs> they own like, DWP, the wow. Department of Water and Power. Well, then they're rich because my bill is out of control. Oh, see? That's where it comes. It's That's true. It yeah. It's, I actually was just complaining about it. I called them because I thought this has to be wrong. Talk, take it up to Carrington. Yeah. I'm going to call I'm gonna call Crystal <laughs> and Blake. Wasn't that John Forsyth used to play Blake? I'm trying to remember. Um, Blake Carrington rules the dynasty by all means necessary, including manipulating his own kids, Fallon and Steven. I mean, as a parent, it's kind of a must to manipulate your own kids. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I do it all the time. Oh, okay. It's fun. You have to. <laughs> you have your own dynasty. Yeah, I maybe do. It's you, like a baby maybe dynasty. It, because you watched it as a kid. Now it's, it's become maybe your life. Maybe I can life. get a walk on. Do you think maybe? Like, I think so. I think I, I Talk will. Talk about it enough. Yeah. Get it trending on Twitter. Yeah, I need a Hashtag walk Brandy on. on Dynasty. Just give me some shoulder pads. Something. One fight. Just one fight. You get out of like fight. a time machine and you're like all 80s. Yeah, I would love it. It'd be great. Oh my God, that would be so amazing. All right, so Fallon Carrington is the daughter, obviously, and she's ready to take over the family business and the world. Um, but she's in for a big surprise. Cue Crystal, that's mama. Mm. <laughs> Her father's equally ambitious and gorgeous young fiance. Uh, oh, so it's not her mom. So it's like stepmom. Oh, she's fiance, right. not even married. Yeah. Oh, that's girlfriend. And they got to be close in age. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's not good. Hair pulling ensues. Yeah. Maybe a makeout. 
Oh, they're not pr- related. Probably. <laughs> it, you like starting to like wrestle, and then it turns into like kissing and making out. <laughs> Maybe you never know. It's a CW; they can get away with it. Yeah. Get ready. The women on the show are the bosses. They're not fighting for a man. They're fighting for business and family. For the Carringtons, that's the same thing. Dun, 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 dun. Dynasty. <laughs> Don't miss the series premiere of Dynasty Wednesday, October 11, after the season premiere of Riverdale, only on The CW. I got a new. Instead of Dun, 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 Dynasty, what about Dun, 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 Dynasty? All right. Dun, 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 Dynasty. So my voice is still very raspy. I'm digging it. Uh. Yeah, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> well, because it's not me. That's all right. I went to the the Ear Institute, mm-hmm. and I had... There's an Ear Institute? Yes. I don't know why I'm talking into the mic like this is part of the show. <laughs> well, it is. It could be. Um, yeah, I was very, very ill. Okay. And then I developed acid reflux, which is really cute. I have that. From the steroids that I was on for my ear infections. Ah. So, and then I thought it was never going to go away, and I realized I still have it. It's getting better, but I'm on all these probiotics now, mm-hmm. and we're just trying to let it heal, but that's why my voice is raspy. Gotcha. It's not from the ear infections and just being sick. No, it's like a good it's radio lady from DJ my, voice. the bottom of my belly. Well, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it. So attractive. Um, so what did you do this weekend? Um... What did I do? I never do anything exciting. Oh, I mean, I have a story, but I can't really share it. <laughs> oh. The listeners are not ready for this story. It's, I can tell you off the it's mic. It's a PG story? No. 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 Very not PG. Okay. Well, I think we, we've heard enough about your sex yeah, life. I think people are fine. Yeah, I told I think you, okay. you. Oh, yeah. We already dogged on that one lady who was like, yeah. I hope your wife is great and you suck. Remember? Oh, yeah. You said you knew this person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> Bruce, still plenty of that. The Hemet person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How was Hi. your weekend? Hi. Um, what did I do? Oh, I was in New York. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, for- I forgot. <laughs> See, I never remember what I do. Um, it was great. I love New York. I get an energy when I'm there that I don't have here. Okay. I just want to get out. I want to be out walking around all day just doing things. And it just makes me just want to be out and living. Where yeah. it's here, you have to make a plan, get in your car, drive You're for an hour. Far from everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I love New York. It's just so great. My girlfriend was getting married. Okay. For the second time in the Hamptons, so uh-huh. we went to that wedding on Sunday, but we saw some friends in town. Uh, on... yeah, and you always have to say, the Hamptons. The Hamptons, Yeah, that's darling. the only way you have to say it, yeah. It was, I mean, it's very fancy. They're <laughs> I've rich never been. Jews, and they like the Hamptons, okay. so that's what we did. Good. Yeah. It was fun? Open bar? Um, yeah. When we arrived, yeah, it was great fun. Oh, yeah, open bar. Open bar. I've, I mean, it's the Hamptons. It's got to be, a, I mean, I would think, literally, I would so. come on. But there could be. No. And they had Vuve and they had like all this amazing. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't like open and cheap. It was okay. open and nice. <laughs> barefoot bubbly. It was it's open. As much barefoot as you can drink. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's just like, like straight headache wine. wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really nice. I mean, I don't. I personally would never get married again. Okay. And I, you know, I guess when you're blending families, it can yeah. make sense. Yeah. Let me ask you a question because this is how I've thought. I mean, I'm still pretty fresh out of this. Yeah. But I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, but it's just a piece of paper. And now that I'm going through the divorce process, it's funny how easy and cheap it is to get married legally and how fucking complicated and expensive it is to get divorced. We're not even using an attorney or a mediator. We're just paying the fees and we're just calling it a day because we're not splitting assets or anything. Like, we are remaining friendly about it. You still have the dog? I do. Okay. Yes. Um, And so – I, but my thing is, like, people ask me, would you get married again? I'm like, I would totally have a wedding. 
Yeah, a party. whole big shebang. Yeah. whole thing. We could do the ceremony, yeah. the service, make the vows, just not sign a piece of paper. I agree with you, you totally. Know, like, I'm down vow, for the party. This is going to sound hokey, but like you make the vow in your heart. Right? To yes. stay faithful and to stay with this person. Right. When so you, if you, you in that, that moment, you believe it because you're young and stupid. Right. But the piece of paper, no, even if you get remarried at 40, 50, 60, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is if you make the vow in your heart, is a piece of paper, the piece of paper does not affect your emotions. Absolutely. I agree with you. So why do you, does it need to so, be So, yeah, why, why put – I always say I have this birdcage theory that – the second you put ownership on someone, like mm-hmm. you close that door, is yeah. when they want to get out. So, and you know they're sitting there in the birdcage. They can see everything and they can do all these things, but then they can't. They can't participate. Right. So as long as you leave that door open to be like, listen, we don't have to be together. Go do your thing. Yeah. That's when they want to stay in the birdcage more. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just leave the birdcage door open so that they can participate in the world and life around them. I would wear a ring. Like, I yeah, would do the whole no, thing. exactly. I don't know about the ring Say thing. I was committed. Say I was married. People, are you married? Yes. Mm, Just not on paper. I think I, I would not. No ring, really? I would say, I mean, yeah. I still think it's a sweet notion. Like, marriage is adorable to me, and I don't mind it. I just don't know if I need to legally. Piece, yeah, I mean, like, why? Yeah. What, what is the tax, point? It's, it's old school. Like, I mean, that's why all my gay friends were fighting for equal rights and getting married. I'm like, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I go, it's not Welcome the getting the married part. Fuckers. It's the getting yeah. unmarried part that really sucks. Right. And that's the hard part. And it is expensive. And they make it really hard to do. Yes. Complicated. It's very complicated. I mean, mine took years. Well, you have, you have different <laughs> circumstances. You've got attorneys involved and money. I was fighting. We're both poor. I was a fighter. Yeah. We're not yeah. doing that. Yeah. But, well, well, I hate to kick you out, but my I guest know. is here. I saw her. Does Kirsten, do you drive a convertible Bentley? <laughs> That's I was like, I thought I saw you in one the other day right by podcast, and I'm like, that bitch is rich. No, um, yeah, no. she's well, you have a the mic is not on in there. She's shaking her head now. No. Yeah. I was like, whoa, why whoa, is she working Kirsten's here? Kirsten's fucking rolling. Okay. All right, let's bring her in. Yeah. Hey, my name is James Petrogallo. I'm Jimmy Wisman. Please join us every single Tuesday for Crime in Sports. So fun. You like sports? You don't have to. Let's just set up a context and find out what an idiot did wrong. What I do like you say? It. I'm in. We're going to do that each and every week. We take an athlete, we break him down, we make fun of everything he's ever done. Yeah. But in order to do that, we have to build up and tell you all about their career and get you to what, James? To grace. grace. And then right. watch them fall from grace, Who as they inevitably like do. Join us. Big criminals, small yeah. criminals, sports you've never heard of. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's the crime. It's the comedy. It's such a good time. Join us every Tuesday for Crime in Sports. You can join us every Tuesday at PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on all Apple products. Find us every Tuesday and laugh at people. And now we return to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. How fucking exciting. Everybody, welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with Emma Johnson. She's the author and podcaster, fellow podcaster and blogger of the Kick-Ass Single Mom book. Is that, is that how I say it? The yeah. Kick-Ass Single Mom book. Yeah. And it's going to be out in October. And she's sitting here with me today. And it's funny because I was reading this book last night. I was reading a little bit of the intro. Mm. And it's crazy because your story is like my sister and I's it's like a hybrid of my sister's life and oh, my life no. because my brother-in-law had a random fall, had emergency brain surgery. And then some of the stuff you talked about in the book, my sister's been going through. It's the same person. He looks the same, sounds the same, but they're not the same. That's, oh, it's so hard. You should put us in touch because there's so few people to understand. Yeah. 
it's so unusual in a way it's not it's increasingly common especially veterans um have a lot of brain injuries but it's so devastating and so hard for other yeah. people to understand it's not like any other injury or illness it's so painful no i mean i'm watching it over years now get better and better and he's healing and there's you know it's a struggle and they stayed together but i i don't know if i could do it I mean, I just give her – I think the fact that she's such a – she's a working, you know, woman and she goes to work every day is kind of in her savior. Oh, yeah. So, like, she, she has had, her own identity. Right. She's not sitting there all day, every day, nursing this person, getting frustrated. And she she gets to go to work and she gets that, like, that break, to be honest. Break and she can achieve and, and it's safe. I mean, the divorce rates in those situations are so high. So she's going to be in a much better position no matter what her life holds for yeah, her. Yeah, no, they're, they're doing really well now. He's getting, you know, it just it takes time and you have to be super patient. Mm -hmm. And you have to be willing to accept that that person may not be the exact same that they ever were. He won't. He no. will never be the same. No. No, my I mean, ex-husband. Yeah. yeah, no, he's my, it's amazing how well my ex-husband is doing. Like when we first split up, I didn't even trust him to have the kids at all. And now here I'm in LA. He's with them in New York. It's everybody's cool. It's you and you know, guys get along. We have we're in a great spot now. It's so good. Has he read the book? No. <laughs> I mean, Brandy, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. You know. Yes, I do. I mean, I I personally like when I wrote my first book. It was a tell all, and I was vicious, and I meant every word of it. Um, but I didn't have to. We didn't. Our relationship isn't one that was ever going to be great so i didn't really care if i hurt his feelings but if you're in this situation now just reading the intro you're in trouble <laughs> you think so yeah that's interesting because other people have read it and they felt like i it was really hard for me to write this book for a lot of reasons including that it's not just my story as no. you know when you write memoir it's not just us it's our kids it's right. other parties um and they felt like i was uh, yeah i got you other were kind. people no i'm not saying i think you were as kind as possible in telling your story but that said, you know, if I – just because I've been through this, mm. if I were him reading it, I think that I would be upset. Why? Tell me. Um, just because it's it's from your perspective only mm. and it's not really – maybe he didn't feel that way. You know what I mean? It's his one-sided view. Yeah. And that's – and it's your, it's your truth, but it may not be his truth. Sure. And so when you're writing about someone else's story, it's no matter what – People get upset. It's, yes. I mean, I've been a journalist and writer my whole As life. As you know, then. And you, you never win. No. People are funny and things that you think people will be upset about, they could care less about. And then they're going to find some random thing. You're like, you're really, that's what you're upset about. And you can never predict it. No, you can't. It's well, I, mean, I hope that he isn't upset. I'm just, I was reading and going, ooh, that's, I mean, the whole story is just, it's crazy. So let's let's go a little bit backwards. So now, just for my, my uh, audience, you are a single mom, and you've mm. written this book, and you're a blogger, and you um, have a podcast. Right. And tell us what it is that you always like. I, I know, but tell my audience what it is that you talk about. Sure. So my blog is WealthySingleMommy.com, and I started it. It was kind of a personal project. I've always been a writer and a journalist, and I became a single mom. I was raised by a single mom. I swore I was never going to do that. I was going to do everything the right way and the better way. And happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah, wah. And I didn't. I, <laughs> shit happened. And here we go, right? So 
Um, but you know, I found I was doing so well, like my mom really struggled financially so much and she was never really had any romantic partnerships of significance. Cause she put all of her time into you. Yeah. And, and it's hard. It was hard and it was another time, but I found all of my fears going into single motherhood that I was going to be broke, that I was going to be lonely. That my kid, I just wasn't, that wasn't my story. And right. I was felt so great. It's like my greatest fear. And I overcame it. It was like, not only my greatest fear in becoming a single mom going through a divorce, but like my personal greatest fear of my whole life because of my childhood right. and I like conquered it and it felt awesome. And so I started writing about that and just the larger scale of women and money and business and all these things that we're so excited about today and all the success women are having. It was just so interesting to me and it became a personal project and it took off and it just spoke to, it spoke to people. I was speaking to professional educated people about being unmarried moms and no one had ever done that before. So I knew there was something special and as time went on, that was five years ago it's just grown and grown and grown. It's taken on a life of its own. And I really have come to see this as like my, my service. Like, how am I going to You're give giving back? back. This is your, this is your stamp and you're, this is what you're leaving behind. Yeah. Or, like you're helping people. You take some heat too, because a mm -hmm. lot of people don't always agree with everything oh, no. that you say or write. Great. Right. I mean, that, well, that's how makes change it interesting. Happens. Exactly. It makes it interesting as well. It makes it interesting, but that's how, that's how change happens. And I feel like we're in the middle of a, a revolution for women. We're closing the pay gap. We're trying to be really, truly sexually free. And people are going to be pissed off and they're going to be angry. And that is necessary. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, you have to start the conversation. Not everyone's going to like it. Good. But if it's not started, then you get nowhere. Yeah. I mean, so, but I will say, so I was reading in your book that you were, you know, you'd gotten a ride to the courts and you were waiting a long wait to try to file for child support. Mm -hmm. And you, that's when you had this like moment, this revelation that, you didn't want to do it. You didn't want to ask your ex for child support. You're like, screw it. I'm, I got this. Well, I did. I took child support for a year. I was down and out. Okay. Like I was totally like many women are. I thought that being that full-time mom was better for everybody. I just blindly bought into that. Now I know much, much better. And there's so much research that suggests the contrary, but I, I was financially dependent on him. He had a yeah. big job. He had all the benefits. And I was like, well, what the hell? So I was like, I had just given birth to my baby. Yeah, that's, that's and another, I had a C-section, oh. so I couldn't even walk. And my, I didn't have a car. My friend had to drive me. And I was like, okay, there's going to be long waits at the at the child support line. And I brought like all these peanut butter and honey sandwiches because <laughs> I was nursing and I was so hungry all the time. Oh, my God. And I just looked around. It's like all these mommies. It's just like I was just in a sea of other women. And I guess that was sort of a premonition for where I am today all these years later where I'm still in a sea of women but maybe helping write a different story. But I'm like, well, I'm so – I was dependent. I was dependent on him. And right. it felt horrible. And I just thought, you know what? I am just like all the women here. We are all mommies trying to take care of our babies is like the most fundamental human moment. But I'm like, I have, what are my resources? What do I have to be grateful for? Right. And I had a career before all this. I had a Rolodex. I had experience. I had a resume. I had hustle. I was smart. I'm like, I am going to, can I swear on this show? Yeah, of course. Can I fucking do this? I'm yes. going to fucking do this. Nice. And I did. I took that child support, but you know what? It was a veiled blessing because I, my husband, he had, you know, he stayed on the payroll at his high paying job. I just kind of knew he wasn't going to be able to swing it. And I was like, he, I was going to be on my own. Like, it wasn't like a, a, an emotional thing or we were going to fight about it. There just like, wasn't going to be any money. Right. And, and it was now doing the work that I do. I see when there is money, when he has more money, 
then you can fight for it. And then you would lawyer up and then you go to court and then you're angry and you're dependent. Right. And you're putting all your energy trying to control him. And then you can't move on in life because you're, you're too busy fighting with this person over – my ex actually said to me, you know, because I don't – he gives me like a $1,100 a month, which doesn't pay for anything. But that's for two kids. Um, but I was like, you have a job right now. You, you should be paying more, you know. And he's like, you know what? Get a lawyer. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I go, you know what? If that's, if that's what you want to give me, that's fine. I go, you know, I, I can do this. I can handle this on my own. And I go, I'm not going to throw money at a lawyer and waste my health and yeah. everything that it, it takes out of me to fight with you. Because fighting with him kills me. It's just yes. too much. I oh, can't, it's so much. It, 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 it destroys you and your happiness. And it's not worth your health and your identity and, let's say, your, your romance. or what. I was just like, you know what? No. And it was like, it was a moment because I had always been so vocal about like, you need to take care of these kids. That's what you signed up for. And then I just had like an aha moment. Like, you know what? I'm a grown ass woman. Like, I just need to do this myself. I mean, unfortunately I'm not educated. I didn't have what you luckily had, but I thought to myself, you know what? I, I, I can do this. Like, I just don't, I don't know how, why, or what I'm going to do, but I will figure it out. And I did. Right. And it's, you know, it's been hard and exhausting and not the easiest, but it is so empowering. Oh, my God. Nothing feels better than, like, look around and you're like, I fucking did this. Yeah. Like, no one handed it to me, you know, and you can moralize all you want. And you may be right. I'm speaking you like universal women out there listening to this. And, uh, yeah, okay, I have a college degree, but you know what? That's not even that useful anymore. And you know what you have that every woman has is you have hustle. You well, have yes. hustle. I, and well, you're smart. Yeah, you I don't had, a degree to it's be like smart. sink or swim. It's yeah. like, well, I guess I'll doggy paddle. <laughs> I'll get there no. either way. Like, no, you're put in a position, and it's like, all right, what are you gonna do, bitch? Like, figure it out. And by the way, here's your two year old and your six year old, and like, change the diapers too, and be like, do everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's just I don't know. I mean, but then at, when you look back, it's just so amazing. It's once you decide to do it, and I just recently got another fire kind of lit under my ass. Like, okay, kids going to private school, thirty grand a year, and this just started for my high schooler. So he'll be in for four years. So that's I have to con- I have to hustle for now the next seven years because I have a ten year old that wants to go to private school now. I'm like, oh my, I mean, it's yes. Yeah, so now I'm like back at it, and I kind of needed that hmm. because I kind of got comfortable. I'm like, oh, right. I got this. I did that. I- it's so interesting. You know what I find just interesting, like on a spiritual level? I was just like doing this coaching session with this woman, and she was bringing in good money, but we looked at her bank account, and she had 40 freaking dollars in there. And she was like, she's constantly in the state of crisis. And she's like, I always just get that 40 bucks. Like, I always have just enough at the end of the month. But I'm like, all right, instead of focusing on 40 bucks, what if you focus on 40,000 bucks a month? Yeah. You know, it's like amazing when you have a deadline or you have a number you need to meet. You, you figure, figure it out. You yeah. figure it out. Women, like your story and I think mine, so many – I, the best part of the work that I do, and there's so many stories in my book, The Kick-Ass Single Mom, women are so unbelievably amazing. And we give birth. We do it all. I mean, really, I no offense, Will, we like you, but <laughs> – I mean, they're really just sperm donors because a oh, lot. Oh, I mean, let's not say no, that. I'm kidding. We love men. Brandy. No, I know. No, we my, have sons. I will say that my um, my ex, through our divorce and being split, he became a great father, like a much better father than he ever was when we were married. Talk about that because that's really yeah, common. No, it is. It's true because he realized like 
wow, the, all of a sudden he wasn't golfing every day and, you know, hanging out. And he actually had these two little men he had to pay attention to because he had them 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. And when he was with, when I was married to him, he was always gone and out. I don't think he changed he took one diaper. Granted. Yeah. And so through our divorce, he really is so hands-on now with the kids on his time. Like, I'm so comfortable. Like, I know that he's not going to let anything bad happen. And I'm much more comfortable in the situation we're in now, knowing he's a great father. I would prefer him to be a great father and not be together than be together and him be an absentee father. Do you realize how politically powerful what you just said is? It is seriously revolutionizing the way that we parent because that's so common, right? And I think it's one he has to deal with them because they're right, with him. Was and not- also they see, right? Like they, they're afraid. They're like, oh, my God, I, I don't have them half the time. That's really sad. And they value the time they do. But there's a huge movement. You guys have 50-50 custody, and there's a huge movement towards that, and I want to see more of that. I saw, I read that. In your, I, I skimmed through it. I didn't yeah, have a chance to I read the whole it. thing. But they just sent it to me like a day ago, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so I know I actually really, really, really – like I get a lot of books. I'm, I was into this last night, and I called my sister, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I told her the brain surgery story, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, my God. So I sent her like the pages in the book so she could just read through it, but she's definitely going to get your book. Um, that said, I will say when I was going through my divorce, I was like, no way you're getting 50, 50, because by the way, like he just was doing it. So he wouldn't have to pay me like the extra money. And then I realized that when it was granted to him, that it was a blessing in disguise because I got my life back. You get your life back. And then you have the time to go and earn, right? Like you have the time or date or work out. You get your individuality back. You're like a person again and not just, you know, the baby mama that, you know, changes diapers all day. You're like, I will say, I I miss, obviously, I miss having my kids all the time. But I, with had it not happened that way, I don't know that I would be where I'm at now. No, you, I mean, you would, but it would have been a different path. Yeah. Right. Like my life. So yeah, a few years ago, I felt like I couldn't leave my kids at all. I get that. I could have, I, you know, it's just, you have to buy the bullet and pay yeah. for childcare. And that's, you have to, you that's a problem too, though. Childcare is so expensive. I have a couple of moms that I know they're single moms that they can't afford to go back to work. Well, so you, you can, then? you just have to look at it as an investment and it's a short term investment for the l- huge long-term gains because the longer you're out of the workforce, the harder more, it is to get a the job. The harder it is to ever get a job. You lose all that earning potential. But yeah, to your point, like right now, I'm in LA. My kids are back home with their dad. His girlfriend's helping out because he has some work conflicts. And we're all just making it work like adults. Yeah. Right? And it's so freeing for both of us. How long did it take you to get to that spot? Oh my gosh. We have ups and downs. And, you know, the downs are always around the corner, right? Like of just course. keeping I mean, it, it real. It's never it, just like a linear no, upward not, swing. No. No. Absolutely so, not. It took us a bunch of years, but we'd have moments, you know, like I remember one time we had a family court date and I, again, didn't have a, a ride. No, granted, I'm in New York City, so you that's not way. Right. But this was way out in Queens and it was just like right. bad news. And afterwards, he's like, let me give you a ride. And <laughs> he took me a ride. This was very early on. I remember he parked outside the apartment that I got, but it had been ours together. And he said, first I courted you. And now I'm in court with him. <laughs> it happens a lot. Let's and I just, just started laughing because, again, back to the brain injury, he lost a lot of that. He was so funny. He is so funny. And I got a glimmer of that. And I just laughed. And then I started – I'm going to cry again talking about it because Aww. we have that connection. Like we have known each other for like – We have children like, together. We have children together. We've known each other for 15 years. Yeah. And so like if I'm like griping about my mom or referencing a childhood friend – like. 
of anyone in my life. He knows all that better than I do. Any, anybody else in my life? Right, no, he's an old. We have such a deep old connection that it's different now. He's not my spouse. Thank right. God. <laughs> Thank God. I don't regret no, that. Because you for wouldn't be who you were are right this no. moment in here, and you probably you would resent him for that. You know? No, I would. It's just like when you go back home and you hang out with old childhood friends that you haven't talked to in 10 years and you still have that spark, that familiarity that's so precious that you can't replicate. That's how I feel about him. I love him. Oh, that's amazing. I love my ex-husband and the fact that he is the children of my father and don't want anything bad to happen to him. That said, I don't like him. That's okay. So, I mean, you're not always going to get along, but I don't want anything, you know, I would never wish poor, bad things on them. So, oh, yeah, I got a lot of therapy to say that. It is. It's a long, and that's the other thing is these these stories are long. It can be so combustible around the time of the divorce, but I just want people to keep an open heart and open mind because you 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 owe it to yourself to forgive and move on. And time, amazing things can happen in time. Like the fact that I'm like, hey, I need to run off to LA, and he's like, hey, okay, my girlfriend, I have to work, but my girlfriend can help. I'm like, okay, or my boyfriend can help, and we're like, oh my god, if you told me that was possible like ten years ago. Forget it, but I'm here to tell you amazing things can happen. Okay, now speaking of boyfriends, mm-hmm. so in the book, you're saying that as a single mom, you should bring your boyfriends around your kids. If you want. I'm saying that the standard issue rule, right? Somehow you're supposed to match, wait some magical six months. Like what happens after six months of dating someone, right? right. I don't know. That is so inconsistent with this pressure I feel that moms have to create a very traditional monogamous long, another marriage. Like that should yeah. be the goal. And if at six months, somehow that's indication that you're towards that goal and it's safe then to bring your, your vulnerable children around a new person and their hearts. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical. And it has nothing to do with how people date today. I think that is a huge thing. I think a lot of women, um, I always was like, no, I'm never, I don't bring anyone around my kids. And I found myself having two different lives, two personalities. The week I had my kids. I was, we were had a regiment, we were in bed by 9.30, saying, it was like Groundhog's Day, same. We got, I pick them up, we do homework, I go to make dinner, we have dinner, we watch TV, we go to bed. And I didn't talk to any of my friends. And then the second they were with their dads, I was like this wild chick all over town going out to getting drunk, having fun. And I'm like, holy shit, I literally have two separate identities and I need to find, this was, took me years to figure this out, I need to find a balance where I feel comfortable to bring the people that I'm dating around and I don't want to – I mean, like, I was always afraid of them getting attached and then they would get hurt because I don't. I just didn't ever – I was really jaded on what I thought could happen with my heart. And I was just like, you know, he's not going to stay around that long. And, You're protecting yourself, really. Yeah, and, and that I – mean, I just felt like – and kids are so resilient and they're – like, everyone's like, oh, I feel sorry for your kids. Like, and I'm like – my kids are like happy, entitled little fuckers. Like they are so good. Why do I feel sorry for my kids? <laughs> my kids are great. Like they have the, they have a really wicked sense of humor. They might have potty mouths, but they get in trouble for it. <laughs> well, um, you're one step ahead of mine because mine do not. <laughs> no, guy. But no. No, but it's the idea that somehow romantic relationships are these really huge and precious and loaded things. Our kids, just like you and I probably, are going to grow up. They're going to date a bunch of people. They're going to sleep with a bunch of people. They're not going to get married. Statistically, young people are – marriage rates are at all-time low. I know. So why are we still trying to shoehorn our lives into this June Cleaver thing? We're already divorced moms. Right. 
right? And so it's like normalizing. It's like, hey, this is somebody I'm dating. It's We're not saying this is your new dad. No. We're not saying he's moving in. We're saying this is somebody I'm spending time with. It's a romantic relationship. It's really healthy, and it takes away all the shame so that when our kids start dating, it's normal and healthy and void of shame. Well, I, you know, I think it was, you know, I, I had to figure that out. It took me a few years and now with my 14-year-old, like, we're talking, and they're like, just, to, you know, as long as you break up with someone before you start dating someone else, then it's fine. Like, he'll break up with someone, and then two days later, he's asking another girl. I'm like, give it a week. I'm like, you have to give it, like, a week. Otherwise, it kind of hurts a little bit. But it's so important to have that conversation, whereas before, I told them, I've only ever been with your dad, which is a lie. Um, oh, yeah, you can't you know, lie to like, No, but they when know. they were little, I didn't want to... It was just like this romantic idea of the white picket fence and you marry the first love and all of these things that I had ingrained into my brain mm. that aren't fucking true. None of it's like – And it doesn't work anymore. Like no. that that you just described, like the nuclear June Cleaver family, that's not even the majority in this country anymore. No. And it's, it's, it's scary because those people that pretend to be June and whatever his name is – they're the most fucked up ones of all. Like, they're, like, the crazy ones that are behind popping pills and doing all this stuff. It's like, okay, perfect. I call them the Stepford Wives, like the board moms at my school that have every diamond and every love bracelet and every new bag. And I'm like, whoa. There's what? another story. Yeah, there's – there's, and that's why it's – I call it horses and divorces because everyone out there is cheating with somebody else's neighbor. Uh... It's like this bored housewife mentality. And I'm like, whoa, never again. Well, I mean, even people – I mean, I swear to God, there's a direct correlation to, between how much people proclaim to be in love on social media and how fucked up the relationships really are. Like, a direct correlation. Like, if you have to proclaim it, there's yeah. some, you're hiding something. Well, I will say that my boyfriend, he does say how in love we are. But he's my mangina because I'm Aww. like a dude and he's like the girl. Like, he's very sensitive and sweet. So, you know, you know him. He's just – he's like su- – I'm like, I'm not sensitive and I'm not that sweet. So he's you always... are. You have a tender part of you. I, I do. Can see it. I do. But I mean, I'm not. I'm just not like him. But he's always professing his love for me on his social media. I'm like, babe, it's so sweet. But I think people are gagging over us at this point. It's like too much. But listen, that's what he likes. So I'm not gonna. But <laughs> there's worse problems. I will say he really does love me. So and I know that. So it's not just. But I don't do it with him on social media all the time because it's not your way. No, we're just different. That's but that's cool. but that we're like opposites, and I think that we both bring something to the table, and that's why we're together. So, now tell me your boyfriend and and dating and all of that. You have rules, right? Rules in terms of like meeting men, or I think it was like I was reading in here. You have some rules for something. Oh, I got all kinds of rules in terms of men and dating. Well, it's about being open and healthy and honest with your children. I think that's like the number one rule that spreads across the way and being authentic to yourself. Your kids don't need to see your sex life. I don't care if you're married or dating. They don't need to know about your sex life, right? But that's not what it's about. But I don't also – a lot of moms are sneaking guys in. No, because what happens if you get caught and that that will wreck them forever? Oh, my God. It's so messed up. And and it just – even if you don't get busted, it just brings all this – weird vibe into the house yeah because you're 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 it's a lie. lying right yeah and you they don't pick want... up on that yeah so and so ugh. how old were your kids when you just were fully open with is it just all along? my kids were so little when i got they don't i mean remember. they were being born basically right. when i got so it took me a like i don't know a year and a half or something to really start dating again because they were like 
baby. Like, they couldn't have been younger. Like, they were right. being born, right? right? And so after that, I had a serious boyfriend for about a year. And so he just came around. Like, it wasn't a big deal. He'd stayed over. He'd come over for dinner, you know? And then I went through, like, five years of just, like, I was just, like, dating, like, crazy, <laughs> like, bananas. And most of that was when they were with their dad. Right. But I would talk about it. They'd come home from their dads. They'd tell me what they did. And like, what did you do? Oh, I went out on a date with this guy. And this, where we went to the theater. We went to dinner. Whatever. I just talk about it because it's normal. And that is what happened. Right? Right. And it was, like, I didn't tell them, like, the sort of details of, like, hooking up. No. No. No, no, that's of course not. <laughs> no, that, no, no. That's what? where the line's drawn. But so, but then now I have a boyfriend, like right. uh, since the beginning of the year, and he started coming around the kids. I don't know, two month or two or something, three into it, just kind of like when we wanted to, and it wasn't a big deal. Like he just kind of came in when we were going to go out one night and said hi, and we hung out. And then he came over for dinner, and then he like started staying over. You know, and it's not perfect, and we're all fumbling our way through it a little bit. But it's like we're just open about it. Well, I always say, like, well, I see my my guy friends, the second they're divorced, they have a girl around the kids immediately, like mm-hmm. any, all of them. And I saw the kids kind of, like, getting attached to one girl, and then there's a new girl. Mm-hmm. And then getting attached to, the new, like, a new girl. Like, And I was like, I will never do that to my kids. And that's kind of, that was my my initial takeaway of why I didn't bring anyone around. And then I started to feel like, I'm two different fucking people. Right. This is exhausting. Like, it has to be a balance. But you're saying, like, for you, you just, like, balls to the wall. You're like, okay. Right. And But it's also being forgiving with yourself. I mean, there's – you and I – like, it's, we all – we all had that white picket thing. It's like that's the ideal. Well, because our parents ingrained it into our little brains. Right. And, and, and we culturally, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, right. And, and that was with the best interest. Like, that's what – you know, we, it, we're in such an unprecedented time. Like, you and I that we're making our own living – Taking care of our kids without husbands, enjoying our sex lives, like hanging out. Like th- there's no moment in history when this has no, ever we're living, happened. We're living the man's life. Well, we're living a new life. <laughs> yeah, and no, we're, and no, we're writing it's a new world. I mean, it's, it it's is a, a movement. movement right now. It is. And we're writing the new rules and we're going to mess up and we're going to learn and we're going to teach each other. And it's like forgiving ourselves and giving ourselves a lot of bandwidth if we're doing things with like the right spirit. Right? No, absolutely. And honoring ourselves. Like, we are women. We are adult women with sexual bodies. We have needs. We have needs just like a man has needs. We have opinions. We have – I don't – I totally understand what you're saying. And it's – I think it's it's crazy because some guys are so for it right now. For what? Like, for for this movement Mm. and equality and all of these things and feminism. Yeah. Like, and then some guys are like, oh, uh uh-uh, not having it at all. And I'm like, Why? Just because I have a vagina, you have a penis, doesn't mean that we're we're both providers, we're both parents, we both work hard, we should get equal pay, and we should be able to, like, if you can go out and have a one-night stand and date someone 20 years younger, why can't I? Like, why oh, is there yeah. this double standard? Oh, that's it. But I think even men and women, who are the most progressive feminist people in the world, right, like, they are totally voting, saying, yeah, yeah. earning exactly how we would want them to. It's very hard to undo that hard wiring, that early messaging, right? Oh, and 100%. I see it. Yeah. I mean, I see it myself. Like, I like masculine men. I like men who are, like, dominant in bed, like, take care of me, but, you know, but he still needs to respect me, right? right. I want him to pay for dinner, but I need him to respect the fact that I can pay for my own right, dinner. Right, exactly. And that's a double standard. It is. Right? It, and it's, it's true. hard on men. I mean, look, we, we want everyone to know we can do everything, right? We but, can yeah, earn, I guess we want our cake and eat it, too, a little bit. We do, but we can also create life inside our bodies, so then, right? We can do everything. 
right? Like we can er- work, we oh, can yeah, earn, yeah. we can fix our own cars if we had to, we can fix stuff around the house if we wanted to. I don't know if I could. But you could if you really wanted no, to. If, I had, a YouTube if, I, video. if I had to, sure. for sure, I would figure it out. Like listen, or you can earn the money to pay someone else right. to do it. Right? You can figure that. There's not one single thing you can't do. Plus, which that a man can't do. That's true. Plus, you and I can create miracle of life inside our wounds. We're definitely the stronger. <laughs> but how do men? How do we welcome men into our lives and raise our sons in this environment? Like, what? It's very complicated. It's, it's, it is, you know, and it is a double standard both ways. I do. I want him to pay for dinner. I want him to open the car door, and then, you know, I and then at the same time, I don't need him paying my rent. I don't want it, you know. But I want him to know, like, I got this. I'm good. But at the same time, I do want that old-fashioned idea of what a man should be that was told to me by my parents. So right. it is, it's is—it's difficult to – we want to—we do. We want our cake and eat it, too. I just had that revelation. <laughs> we it's, do. It's, it's tricky. It is tricky. Like, we need to be creating space for men and valuing what men bring uniquely to the table. But <laughs> I, it's, that's, a, that's a tough one. It I mean, is. It is really difficult. We're working through it. Yeah. Well, we're working – yeah, I guess. I mean, we're trying – but I think that because a lot of people, like my young friends, are like, oh, by the time I'm 20, I want to be engaged and I want, like, I know what kind of wedding I want and where I want it and all these things. And I'm like, it's not about, you guys, like, you shouldn't even be thinking about marriage until you're 35. You figure out what you want to do with your life and you're an individual and you have your own story. I go, otherwise, you're just, I go, this idea of marriage putting a piece of paper on it and saying you have to stay together makes most people want to run. And that's why the divorce rate is so high because we all believe in this fairy tale that our parents told us and we're doing this too early and we're not finding out who we are before we become a we. We're not being a me. We're not being an I. And so I my fr- I tell my kids, I'm like, Listen, you don't have to worry about getting married until you're 35 or what, like because they're like, I might marry this person. I'm like, when I'm 25, I want to get married. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys go to school. You figure out what you're going to do. And then when you're 35, we'll talk marriage. Like, that's it. Like, you could do it. The only challenge, which is a huge one, is fertility. That's true. You know, I want women to honestly, when women are getting married, it's like just – you know, okay, get married, but expect that it's going to end. And keep working. Earn your own money. Yeah. Save your own money. Keep your career going. And have the babies. And maybe you'll work out with him and maybe not. But at least you'll have your babies. And then you can have your own money. And then yeah. everybody can figure it out after that. I didn't that. even think about that. You're right. Because at 35, your fertility rate is down well, to like I mean, 40% of what it is when you're 20. Well, most men should just go for 10 years younger anyway because they're going to switch up later on as they all do. I'm kidding. Aww. I'm kidding. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm so, Debbie Downer. Bum, you're bum, going bum. right to feminist hell. I know. I know. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to hell anyway. Might as well be a feminist hell. Um, no, but I mean, it, listen, it's just, it's, it's what it is. So anyway, back to your book. It comes out when? October, October 17th. The kick-ass single mom. You're so great. Thank you. Oh, you're so lovely. And I can't, I'm going to really get into this. I'm going to read it because yeah. as much as I just lit a fire under my ass and I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do to make this shit happen. So when I was reading this last night, I'm like, what? This is one of the ones I get that I really actually want to read. Great. So, well, I'm I'll excited. have you on my podcast. It's I would called that. Like a Mother. For moms who think, nice. you'll be perfect guest. We can talk about all these things and more. Like, I think we should think about, like, yeah, where do men fit in all this? Because we both have sons. I have a yeah. son and a daughter, both. Yeah. And, like, your man, China. How does he feel about you talking like that? He doesn't care. He really – He's cute. He, like, he's he's so, cute about it. He has two older sisters and a mom. So he's raised by, like, females. His dad worked, mm. like, constantly. So he he's just sensitive. And he's – he just – he's adorable. We, we like we're so opposite that it works, so 
I don't know. He doesn't care. And I, if he, is cares, he have kids of his own? He does. The exact same age, a boy and a girl. Oh, so yeah. how does that work when you guys hang out together? Oh, it's a shit show. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare because he turns into a 14-year-old. So I have five kids all of a sudden. And what, they're all... How? What's he do? Like, he likes to get them to laugh. So he'll say something like, oh, that looks like a pair of balls or something. And oh, everyone laughs. No. I'm like, oh, my God. Why are you encouraging? Because <laughs> everything's already penis, ball sack, penis, ball sack, cock. I'm like... What? Because they're boys. That's like what. That's yeah. what they think about all day long. Yes, so I don't. I but I don't need that at a restaurant to be encouraged conversation. So then I'm sitting there going, "You guys, it's so everyone can hear you. You're saying coffee. You're saying balls." I'm like, "Shut up!" And so I get a little frustrated, but it's cute because he's just a big kid. Like he's just he's he's a child. Even on the way over here, we were talking, and he made some really crude jokes. I'm like, they're not even funny. I'm like, but okay, I'm just going to give that to you. But he's just, he's cute. It's just, I think it's because I'm a big kid too, but mm-hmm. I try to rein it in around my kids. Yeah, I mostly do, but I just have given up because otherwise, like, let's face it, hanging out with kids all the time can be really boring. Not my kids. You have well, to my them. kids are really awesome, but here's the thing. My kids and your kids how, are wait, both how old are yours? seven and nine. Okay, so you have to a couple years because I have 14 and 10. I will say that once they start understanding everything and what happened and what didn't happen and all of the knowledge that they have right now and living in New York and L.A., then you're, they're going to be like your little friends. Well, the thing is I think you and I probably parent the same and we just like – we're just ourselves. Yeah, 100%. So I do – like when I'm talking about like interesting things to me, like I don't – I always hated playing pretend, like pretend Oh, I don't do that baby talk. I've no, never – I'm like no. – like, like what's sex i'm like okay so there's a vagina and there's a penis and then they're like okay all right well I'm- yeah kids know a little bit too much but then again it's real so for example my boyfriend and my kids and i went to the beach this was a month or two ago and we're all coming home and usually my son like likes to take a shower in my shower and my whatever and i'm like okay we're all coming home from the beach the kids are going to take a shower in the blue bathroom and the adults are going to take a shower in my room and my and my daughter looks at us and she's nine and she looks right. at, like wings out of the corner right she's like yeah, maybe you guys are gonna take a shower together uh, and it's like well maybe we are right <laughs> it's i mean it's weird like it, like my kids like to tease me about that stuff yeah. because they know i'm uncomfortable they're like oh you and dj have sex i'm like shut up no what are you talking about but it's cute but they have the internet guess what they know all about it anyway so you might as well be honest well learn that stuff at home right exactly but not what, on the what streets is, what is real and not what is in what is it called that um all those video games that they play that Jake's like, I'm just going to go to the strip club for a minute. I'm like, what? No, time out. No. Yeah. But you know what? Back to the whole thing. Where's the space for men? I've been stewing about something my boyfriend said to me recently. He says something like, well, I know that you don't need me. Huh. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, no fucking shit. I don't need you. I don't need you. And you shouldn't need me. And blah, 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 blah. But it's like. Truthfully, you do. I do need him. And he, but even more than that. He needs to be needed. All men need to be needed. And so – and th- th- but there's – there is a space for that because emotionally, like, it's nice to have somebody to talk to and, and that can understand my emotions and to be emotionally available, hmm. not, as, not financially because we all need that. We, as tough as we want to say we are, once those walls go down, we're, we're women and we have insecurities and we have – you know, emotions and we need a partner, you know, not whether it be a best friend or a man, but I feel like I, it's a different sharing process with a man than it is a woman for me. So it's just nice to know that somebody has my back Hmm. and I need that and he needs that. And so it's nice. And I feel like 
So as much as we want to say we're super independent and all this stuff, we do need men. Yeah, we do. Why? No, I'm kidding. I'm well, I mean, it's not just sex, but sex is, you know. It's a big part of it. Vocabulary. I mean, that's like the most primal thing, the most primal human yeah, you're supposed to mate. Yeah. We're supposed to mate, and that informs all of this. Yeah. It's crazy. We're, we're going to have to figure this out. You should have, <laughs> um, do you know Mama Gina? Regina? No. Uh, she wrote those bestsellers called uh, Pussy, A Reclamation, and it's all about how women's power is our sensuality. So whether that's sexual sensuality or enjoying nice food or a beautiful home, it's like when we feel good, that's where we get our power from. It's true. I believe that for sure. It's interesting. I haven't heard that book. I'll look into yeah, it. Yeah, you'll like it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Andy, and tell us about you. your blog and where we can find you on social media. Sure. So, well, first of all, check out my new book, The Kick-Ass yes. Single Mom, Be Financially Independent, Discover Your Sexiest Self, and Raise Fabulous Happy Children Everywhere on Amazon, etc. Um, ground Zero for me is my blog, WealthySingleMommy.com. I looked at it this morning. It's yes. amazing. And my podcast is Like a Mother. And my book is in audio. It's, I did the audio for oh, it. Oh, good. I did that for my second one, not my first one. And I wish I had done it for my first one now, but... Not too late. No, well. it's, it's easier when you're in the car. It's like, you just put it on and you don't... Yes. It's nice because I spend so much time in the freaking car. LA. Oh, I love New York. I want to go back. Uh, All right. I'll switch lives. No, yeah, I'm, no, I'm living love, LA these days. Well, I mean, I think the perfect life would be to be able to be in both, like by coastal. I would love that. But you have to be really rich. So yeah, I'm going to do it one day. Yeah, we're working on it. One day. When I'm rich, I'm going to do it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Randy. I'll be right back. So we've all seen those mouth-watering, healthy acai bowls on Instagram. <laughs> it's hard to say that because acai? I call acai? it acai. Yeah. Acai. I, does, is the jury still out? E. I don't think there's one person that Well, really I'm going to stick with what I say. Okay. A, a, acai? What do I want now? I'm all confused. Acai? Acai. A, asahi? Asahi, that's a beer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like a Well, all right. We're going to get to it. Yeah. Well, we've all seen those pictures on Pinterest or Instagram. And that's the kind of thing we should be eating, right? We all think that to ourselves when we see these pictures. Like we think, oh, man, if only I could eat that healthy. Well, who even figured out what acai would <laughs> <laughs> Can you say it? Who even figured out what it is? Who has even figured out what acai, a CI, what a... That's what I'm saying. Who figured that out? Nobody. That's why I think <laughs> I haven't figured it out because I've been calling it acai berry. Okay. And it's not? Acai berry? I think it's acai. I'm pretty sure. Tweet us. Acai. And let us know. It sounds Japanese. Acai. Like it sounds like acai beer. Yeah, it does. That's all right. All right. So I thought it was like a fruit. It is a fruit. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of antioxidants. Mm -hmm. It's It's really good for you. It's very healthy. Yeah. And it tastes good too. I'm having a, I think it's, um, yeah, I'm having a, I'm lisping today. You're lisping? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think you're lisping. I am a little bit. Oh, okay. So wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture-perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market and chop up a million fruits and veggies? Well, now you can get all your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. Oh, my God. This is great because my son has decided that he only wants to eat healthy. Great. Which which one? Mason because he's 14 and he's going to high school now and he wants muscles and to eat healthy. Okay. It's a girl. Pretty sure. So he's not – He's not like vegan healthy. He's like, no. I want to be paleo. Like no more Cheetos and no more like basically my whole pantry. Yeah. We, I have to eat it 
<laughs> he's got to get because he wants to get swole. Yeah, because he wants to. He's yeah. got to get some gains. Yeah, and exactly. He wants to like. See he's like, I want to get jacked. No. Oh, he's got to hit the weights. Yeah, I mean, he's doing push-ups and he's his, definitely. He's fourteen. Though, his HGH is through the roof. If he I mean, just like sets his mind to it, like three weeks from now, he'll be. He's already, like he did like forty-five push-ups and he's already got a little muscle. I'm there like, you go. It's not fair. See, that's and a, little is, boys testosterone period when they're period. No, that's true. <laughs> When when puberty sets in, yeah. the testosterone just goes up. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's going up. But he is so disciplined. Like he's like, Can you get me some green juices and just only healthy stuff, mom? And I'm like, Okay. But <laughs> so he, he, I do. I you actually need, you do need daily I harvest. need daily harvest because first of all, it's gonna cost me a fortune if I keep going at that rate I'm going. And he really only he's so regimented. So I'm gonna get daily harvest in my life. Uh, Daily Harvest sends superfoods straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream vegan sundaes. Each single-serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. Cups are stored in the freezer, so they're ready whenever you are. Wow, this sounds like it's speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Their produce is all organic and refined and looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see all the whole ingredients when you open the cup. Daily Harvest freezes all of their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in the nutritional value. Yeah. Because if you do it after, like when you cook food, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of the nutrients. You do. They break yeah. down. Yeah. So they freeze it. It's right. opposite. So they get those in there. Right at the right at the peak. sweet spot. Peak. <laughs> Preparing each cup is insanely easy. Just add water. Or if you're feeling fancy, you can substitute other liquids like coconut or almond milk. Yum. Yum. Oh, or you could shave some like dry coconut on the top. There you go. Yum. That sounds so I'm so hungry. <laughs> Either way, your daily harvest cup is ready in just thirty seconds. So you're not losing the nutrients. You're just putting the water in, you're not making it hot. Right. And you get the peak nutrients. Yeah. Mason's gonna so get gangster. all the girls. I know. He already does. <laughs> so you can eat right right now. Oh, daily harvest. I want this. So just go to daily harvest. Um, actually, just go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code BRANDY to get three items free off your first box. Basically, what's going to happen is you're going to go to daily-harvest.com and enter my name as your promo code, promo code BRANDY, and you're going to get your three items free that are in your first box. That's promo code BRANDY for three free for items three in your free first daily box. harvest cups at daily-harvest.com daily-harvest.com and you will get three items in your first box for free all right well i'm definitely getting daily harvest who's not um who's not gonna get exa- exactly exactly i wonder i'm gonna use my own name as a promo code that's <laughs> gonna be do weird that. that's the point but it's You're weird to encourage the listeners to use your promo code to get cool stuff and you can also use it i mean it's a little narcissistic it's not at all let me just see if I can You're get a coupon. I'm going to put money. my name Everyone in here. Everyone should dream of saving themselves some money. Well, I think we right? all dream of that. We don't want to use our own names to be like. I do. Why? What do you mean? Because it's oh, cool. you want you want to have yeah. like William Sturdy. Dailyharvest.com slash Will I Am. No. Big Willie style. No. Will Two K. The Willennium. <laughs> <laughs> the the just, nicknames are M- Will a, Power. A whole new level. Strong of Will. Wrong. Yeah. Um. That said. Uh, I hope your cold sore goes away. It's not a cold sore. <laughs> Did we talk about this on the air? No. You had something frozen I went to the dermatologist. Off. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a spot sure. like right above my lip. And it was like, you know how you get the like dry skin? It keeps coming back. And I was like, I just want to make sure that's not like dangerous. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a thing. Because yeah. I had one under my eye a couple like months skin ago. skin cancer? Exactly. Yeah. You have to be careful. I'm almost 30. I got to get ready for this stuff. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no. It's just like a little. No, I have no moles. No moles on your whole body. Not that I know of. Well, he checked my back. He's like, looks good. You're good. You check your 
balls. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure I do not have moles on my balls. People do. I, but I think I would notice them. <laughs> not if they're underneath. <laughs> I think I would know that they were there. <laughs> I guess somebody probably would have I told do a lot you. of check-in. Yeah. Self-examination. I have a little freckle somewhere, and I know it's there. Okay. All right, so let's go. <laughs> So you have – it's not a cold sore. You no, actually no, no. Got... So he shot it with the liquid nitrogen to like freeze nice. it. Right. But then it blisters up and right. I was like – I had a date like a couple days after and I was like, You can't go. Fuck. Yeah. But she had to reschedule anyway and I was like, okay. Whew. Yeah. I was it, just going to go. I, I, I didn't really notice it until you really, said something. See, and that's what everybody said. And I'm like, like, how ooh. could you not? Don't like – don't I will, try it's pretend. dark in here. You know I like it dark. That's true. But um, now, so it's it's healing well. It's Keeping not the aquifer herpes. on it. It's definitely not herpes. So there you go. That's so good. So by the time the rescheduled date comes around, I think yeah. I should be in the. So court. you'll have a good weekend. Yeah, like you're gonna do. You're gonna do well this weekend. I'm limiting my drinking. No dates. Lots of water Why? intake. Keeping it moisturized because the healing factor goes. Oh, up. oh, right. Lots of vitamin C. It helps lots your body heal and, faster. Um, what's the lip? What's uh, lysine? Lysine. Now that mm-hmm. and also, um, bromelain helps with the inflammation. So is that how you say it? Bromelain? Bromelain? Maybe. I don't know. It's a pineapple it. extract okay. and it, it really helps with inflammation. Your body should take it anyway. Do you like how now that I'm single, like I give a shit about all these things? Because yeah. <laughs> before I'd be like, ah, oh, who cares? You know what you need to do? How I look. What? I'm going to tell you. Hmm. You need to bleach your teeth. Bleach my teeth? Yeah. Crest white strip. That sounds aggressive. No, it's not. You just put this little sticker on your teeth. Are they yellow? Yeah, they're yellow. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Disapproval. <laughs> No, I'm helping you. Ouch. Help me help you. Crest white strips, though. So, like, that's an at-home thing I yeah, can Yeah, you can go. They're expensive, but... Is it going to... But sometimes, you know, when people bleach their teeth, they get, like, spotty? Not... No. Did you use them? Yeah. Okay. When My did, teeth are very white. When was the last time you used them? They stay uh, for a I, while? Yeah. It, it's Honestly, it's better than going to your dentist. I don't want to do that. Right. Which costs a fortune. Yeah. I did that a long time ago, and then I was drinking coffee and soda... And I noticed that they were getting stained again. So I just bought the Crest White Strips uh-huh. thinking, eh. But here's the thing. <laughs> I'm an overkiller on okay. all things beauty okay. and stuff. So you're supposed to leave them on for an hour. Yeah. I sleep in mine. No. Yes. Like eight hours yeah. worth of bleaching? Hopefully. I mean, what if, if you I'm woke up and it just like burned your teeth It, it has. It burned my gums and they're receding now. But oh. they're really white. <laughs> See, I already have genetically receding gums. So do I. Everyone, pretty, basically everyone does. Um, so you need to get cross-white strips. Okay. I'll bring you one so you can see. But just in case you have like some sensitivity, do one hour. And then you really want to get the bang for your buck. Yeah. Overnight it. Sleep in them. <laughs> and like Amazon in a week, Prime, that shit. take a Overnight. little picture. I'll put out my beauty blog. Oh, that's the what I wanted to tell you. Okay. So we're trying to get it like all going and it's doing pretty good. Yes, by Coastal um, Beauty. By Coastal Beauty, unfiltered.com. Uh, I wrote a thing yesterday. Uh-oh. What happened? Uh, I just got a very aggressive text from my boyfriend. Oh. Um, yeah, whatever. It's sexual. He's like oh, a child. Oh, 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 I see. Um, oh, yeah. By, by Coastal Beauty Unfil- Unfiltered. And then follow us on social media uh-huh. on Instagram and Twitter. And um, I put a picture of my face after. That's what Kirsten said. Yeah, after yesterday. Was it yesterday? Um, after my laser treatment. Uh-huh. And it's just keeping it 100. I don't know how to get on my Instagram. <laughs> No, because like on Twitter, look. Like, How do you post stuff to it? I know. Well, I I can post. Is it on your on... personal Instagram or is it on your by Coastal Beauty unfiltered? Well, Jez, my partner, helped me because I'm I'm special needs. But so like on this, watch. So, I know you guys can't see, but see like I have two accounts on my Twitter. I have that. It just says what's happening. 
Well, no, but on the bottom. So oh, like, I can, yes. I can post you on can either. Switch. But I don't know how to do that on this Instagram. This is Twitter. Do you know how to do that on Instagram? Oh, no, I don't because I only have one account. I don't have two Instagram accounts. Let well, me just, I only have one for the blog. Let and me I have... find your – that's not on your personal one. I got to Google. I got to search. No, I don't know how to do it on my personal – like we're trying to get this all sorted out. It's like the blind leading the blind. By coastal – is it all one word? Coastal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know? I'm kidding. Um, Let's see. It's B-B-E-A-U-T-Y unfiltered. BB. Okay, I found it. Oh, there, this one here. Yeah. yeah. Gnarly. That's what it looks you like. You weren't kidding when you said look like Freddy Krueger. No, I Your really. Your face looks fucking crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why today I just put makeup over it, but this is the first day it looked it calmed. Yeah. So I could put like I couldn't even put. Twenty one hours ago. Yeah. Like I'm telling it you, it looks so different now. It's crazy. No, I mean. I put makeup on it. Yeah, but still, I know when people are like covering stuff up with makeup, you could tell like what's going on underneath. No, but it did calm. It calmed down a lot overnight. Like I was taking vitamin C and bromelain, like everything we just talked about. Yes. So, and if you ever need vitamin advice, I'm like the queen of vitamins. I can tell you everything. DJ Freeze like this picture. (laughs) (laughs) He follows me on Instagram and I follow him back. You guys are so cute. You guys should totally make out after you crest white. What? What? Are you scared of my? Do you just go ew for my picture? I didn't say ew. Oh. Is it ew? Oh, you just held the phone far away. Like, okay, I'm working on getting my skin better. You need to work on your teeth. I'm trying. <laughs> Listen. Drop the mic. You Ow. come after me. I'm coming. No, I wasn't coming after you. I'm doing you, a, a, honestly, okay. Okay. a service. I will buy them. Okay. Will this guarantee? What if it makes me look like strange? It won't. I'm used to how I look. Okay, well, you'll look better than you look now <laughs> so okay. it's going to be an improvement okay how many days do i have to use these for you should probably read the directions um just if you have sensitivity like every other but you should take a picture and do it before and after okay for me okay so that i can like get by, pressed to by sponsor coastal me. beauty men yes because i spend a lot of money on those things yeah and i would really like to get them for free okay so let's work on it all right and How you much should try they? to like they're expensive yeah. yeah but you should try to get the um they you know what though I'm not going to say this on the air. I'll tell you after. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, people. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.